Um, just think of the COVID situation in our country and where we've come from over the past two years, even from the past six months. Things are much different now than they were, you know, at any time throughout this pandemic. Um, think back to, I mean, just the fifth wave, right? Raging and all kinds of concerns about the healthcare system and stuff like that. Well, a couple of weeks ago, um, Dr. Teresa Tam was talking about how several parts of the country are well into the sixth wave now, and we're not seeing the same sorts of stories as we did with even the fifth wave. So um, we're in a different position. The virus has changed, and as a population, we've changed as well. Look at the vaccination rate in this country. It's um, very, very high. We're at a point where for some time now, everybody who wants to be vaccinated uh, has been a you know, had that opportunity. And the vast, vast, vast majority of Canadians have have done just that. So great for us. We're in a better position. uh, Around the rest of the world, though, it's not not the same. Some countries are very, very, very far behind. And you know, we've been told since the beginning of this pandemic until we all get through it, none of us get through it, right? We're all interconnected that way. So um, what's our role? in that, in in helping the rest of the world's population get to where we are. How long will it take and what can we do and what are we doing? We're going to chat with Dr. Stan Houston, who is a professor emeritus in the Faculty of Medicine and Dentistry in the School of Public Health at the University of Alberta. Dr. Houston, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us again. Uh, Good morning, Shay. Uh, Well, once again, thanks for your interest in uh, this topic which i think is important i think it is too canadians yeah i think it really is too you know and like i say i think we sit in our in in this country in a rather privileged position and take a look around and say oh it looks like you know a lot of people will tell you the pandemic is over i know a lot of people will tell you it's not and but what it's different it's very very different and i believe that's that's because of vaccines but when you take a look at other countries around the world a lot of them are nowhere near being in this position right right um and and this is this is one of the uh, um, not that common situations where self-interest and altruism uh, coincide. I yeah. mean, doing the right thing uh, is the right thing for us, and it's the right thing for, uh, you know, humanitarian reasons. When we take a look at where we are in terms of other countries around the world, how big is the gap? Dr. Houston, in, in some cases, I mean, I know there's going to be countries that are probably just bouncing along with a mere fraction of their population, but how wide is the gap? Is it like 10 countries that are running away with it and are up at 80, 90 percent and the rest of the world is lagging far behind, or is it closer than that? Well, uh, there's there's a broad spectrum, but, but the extremes would be a few countries of which we are, you know, fairly close to the top, I yeah. guess. I think Portugal and Spain are doing very well. Uh, but uh, particularly a number of countries in Africa have very low, uh, very low vaccine, vaccination rates, like uh, uh, maybe 15 percent have had a single dose. Um, and in fact, some of those vaccines are of, of questionable uh, um, efficacy. The chi- Chinese vaccine has been widely used, and it really doesn't seem to be as, as effective, especially of course, all vaccine efficacy is evolving as the virus is evolving, but the Chinese vaccine seems to be uh, less effective. Now, from the very beginning, right from the start, in terms of vaccine procurement, Canada has proudly and loudly claimed that we will be a leader in getting vaccines to needy countries. What kind of progress have we seen? Are we following through on that? Uh, well, our, we have not entirely... Walk the walk. I mean, we at a at a time when we were not 
uh, actually delivering vaccine. We had a we had a huge stockpile in in Canada, enough for several doses for every Canadian. So more than we needed by any reasonable indication. Moreover, we kind of undermined the there. There's this uh, multinational mechanism called COVAX yes. that was supposed to make a, be a pool for for providing vaccine to lo, to low and middle income uh, countries, um, and we kind of undermined that because we we went and made a, a bilateral deal with one of the providers in India, which COVAX had asked us not to do because uh, they were supposed to be. Um, uh, um, pr- providing to to Covax, not not to rich countries. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now that we're in the position where we are, where I don't think the demand for vaccine is anywhere near where it used to be, are we starting to ramp up what we're doing for other countries? Is that happening at a better clip clip now than before? Yes, I would say that it is. Uh, and but of course, um, things it's a rapidly uh, moving, moving target. Yeah. I mean, wh- one issue is that low-income countries have uh, a limited absorptive capacity in the sense that, you know, some of these vaccines requ- require uh, very specific uh, store have very specific right. storage requirements, uh, and then you know, dis- di- distribution uh, uh, and and uh, actual uh, uh, provision of the vaccine. Uh, implementation of the vaccine and then there needs to be an educational component for staff and and promotion to the public and so forth so all those things uh have um require time and money and um and then of course there's issues of that vaccine acceptance which are culturally a little different in in each different place but some of those countries are having some of the same uh, issues that we've seen, well, especially in the states, uh, with with um, various yeah uh, ideas about the vaccine. In, you make a really good point in terms of it's not as simple as just hey, here's a bunch of vaccines. There, there's infrastructure deficits and all these sorts of things that also need to be addressed in many of these developing countries. Um, does Canada have a role to play? Are, are those conversations happening? Are you know other countries coming together and saying okay, let's come up with some plan for distribution and administration here rather than just dropping off a crate load of vaccine? So I think that uh, there's certainly some awareness of that, and I think that Canada that is an area where Canada is, is maybe doing better than other okay. areas, and kind of an area where we should something we should be good at. Certainly, and and, and recognize the importance of it, right? Yes, um, and, and and of course uh, that that also brings brings us back to Canadian capacity uh, upstream in terms of vaccination as, as well basic science uh, uh, biology and, mm-hmm. and and so on um, and and uh, developing and maintaining Canadian uh, uh, capacity that has kind of been allowed to slip over 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 previous decades you know there's a there's a story to this that I don't think Canadians have heard that the, um, uh, a critical element in the um, Moderna vaccine, for example, the 
mRNA vaccine is the um, uh, liposomal uh, droplet that is critical to delivery of the vaccine into the cell. And uh, UBC was critical in in developing that technology. Uh, And Canadians haven't heard about that. And so we should be you know, talking it up, yeah. but mostly we should be we should be um, uh, making sure we're we're building up that uh, c- capacity across the whole spectrum from basic science to to delivery. Yeah, right, right from yeah start to finish. Um, Doctor Houston, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us and give us an, an update. Okay, Shay, thanks for your interest. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Stan Houston, a professor emeritus in the Faculty of Medicine and Dentistry and School of Public Health at the University of Alberta.